It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. When I'm looking at you, I keep thinking, why can't she be like you? So I'm scheming, I can't go on like this, believing that her love is true. Standing on the dance floor while she tricking, you are all I want, girl. She's a chicken. We might be together, but love is missing. Girl, I want you. So what can we do? I am your host, Rob Calloway. Thank you guys for tuning in. However you may be listening, be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
so much has been transpired. Well, I was about to say so much has been going on, but so much has transpired since uh, we last gathered around uh, the old campfire, if you will. <laughs> um, Thursday night, you know, Thursday night, um, I, I, I briefly talked about uh, George Floyd and the situation that was going on up there in Minneapolis. And uh, it was just so much going on up there at the time. And as I began preparing for what should have been Saturday's show, um, unbelievable, man. You know, I'm planning. I had a great show lined up. And I don't know if you remember Thursday night before I got off the air, I was saying that somebody had texted me and said that they wanted a little piece of that Michael Jordan action. The 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 Michael Jordan uh, talking about Isaiah Thomas on tape. You know, they wanted a little piece of that action. So um, Doug Stewart, our good friend, Doug Stewart uh, of the Two Live Stews, uh, we actually got together Friday night and recorded a segment and it was awesome. Oh, it was so freaking awesome. But then I get up Saturday morning and start getting ready for the HBCU report. And I realized that things had changed drastically since Doug and I had spoke uh, less than 10 hours prior to. And, um, you know, as I began watching all the stuff that had transpired right here in Atlanta, where this show originates from, I, I, I can't lie for one of the, the first times in my life I was really speechless about something I really did not know what to say and so as I began to prep and try to get things together for the show I was like man what am I gonna say what am I gonna like and I never could find the right words to say so for those of you that, that follow us on social media Facebook Instagram and Twitter at HBCU report uh, you saw the tweet I sent out Saturday morning and, and it basically said with so much going on right here in my city uh, I need to address it, but right now I'm not ready. And the real reason was I had no idea what to say. I had no idea what to say. When I went to bed Friday night, I had no idea what was about to transpire downtown Atlanta with, with all of the uh, the looting and the fires and all of that stuff. I had no idea. And so, um, yeah, so there was no show Saturday because I just couldn't find the right words to say to anybody, Okay. And so uh, here we are, days later, and the God honest truth, ladies and gentlemen, is I still don't know what to say other than the route that a lot of us have been taking is not the necessary route in order to achieve what it is that we are looking for, which is number one, justice for all of the African Americans, all of the, the brown people that have been killed at the hands of uh, police brutality right now that's what we want is justice for all of them you know but as i was watching the news saturday and i saw all these fools around here in atlanta breaking into the malls and breaking into the gucci shop and tiffany jewelry and all of that stuff and i just kept wondering to myself what in the hell does any of that you getting fresh you going still in some gucci flip-flops or a gucci belt how does that serve for justice for George Floyd I mean I just I, I just can't wrap my head around that part and so I was on social media and I use social media to really gauge the temperature a lot of times I, I just mentioned that last week and so Saturday morning instead of doing the show I was just on uh, Facebook and just kind of engaging people just kind of trying to trying to see what other people were thinking and so you know um 
this young lady that I know that used to be a, an intern at one of the radio stations where I used to work, um, you know, she posted, you know, this whole soliloquy, if you will, on, on, on my uh, comment about how due to the COVID-19 and the fact that everybody was locked down for so long in the house for so long and the fact that people had lost jobs and didn't have money and, you know, all this stuff that that was her thought as to why people were acting like wild animals. Okay. Now in defense, in, in defense, because I always, there's always another side to the story. Okay. Now for me, I'm gainfully employed as a teacher, but for five years, I was gainfully employed by Cumulus Media. Okay. And you know, we had some stuff to happen at the radio station and I survived that. But in January, when this thing, when they first started talking about COVID making its way over here to the United States and how it was going to affect these media outlets and, you know, all of this stuff, companies start looking at ways to trim early, okay? And, you know, full disclosure, I was one of the first people to be put in a position where I lost my part-time employment because of COVID-19, Okay. So in response to what she said about, you know, people have lost jobs and been locked down and all of that stuff. Well, I lost the job, too. But I'm not out there looting. I'm not out there trying to steal any Fendi or Gucci or Louis or I'm not even trying to steal some Nike. Nothing. I don't I don't want anything because at the end of the day, that is not going to bring justice for any of these people that we're out here calling their names. I hear calling their names on a daily basis It's not going to help. Um, shouts out to our mayor here in the city of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, just doing a phenomenal job as the mayor here uh, in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, she's been on top of this entire thing. And uh, I think that. I think that she's the right leader for the for the right time right here in Atlanta. You know, just being a, a, a native Atlantan, and she gets it. You know, the crazy part about all of this uh, rioting and all of this stuff is that, you know, I had no idea that there were actually groups of people. I don't want to just say that they're white people, but I'm just going to say there are groups of people that go out and basically incite violence in these peaceful rally type situations. Now, for those of you that have been watching the news, you might've seen uh, the tag where they spray paint on the wall. It says ACAB. Now that's a group of them, right? A group of insiders, uh, uh, not insiders, but inciters, like ones that incite things, okay? And ACAB is a, a acronym for a group of skinheads, but it also means all cops are bastards, okay? And so th there, there's one group. And then you've got another group called the, not the, I don't know why I want to call them the Avengers, but the, um, shoot, I cannot think of what they call themselves. But at any rate, and you know, it's a group of people. And if you see them on the news, they're walking around, their faces are completely covered. They got on sunglasses. They got these big ass umbrellas. And what they do is a group of them will open up the umbrella so you can't see what the other ones are doing. And they're busting out windows and doing all kind of stuff and then walking away. And then the windows are busted out and people are going right in. And so uh, that's the thing. I had no idea. They're walking around with walkie talkies. I mean, it's a whole coordinated effort, you know, and not to even mention your president, Donald Trump. 
you know, poor Donald Trump. I mean, one day, one, one day when this thing is all over, he's going to look back and, and realize, you know, what an idiot he is. You know, for those that say, oh, he's such a great president. He's done so much for black people. Bull. Bull. You know, we got a, a state representative right here, Vernon Jones. Oh, my God. I grew up with, with Vernon Jones and my dad being very close friends. You know, Vernon Jones has gone on record as saying that Donald Trump is the greatest president ever for black America. I had to immediately cut those ties. See, my dad is deceased, so it's not it's nothing for me to cut ties with my dad's friends. OK, so I immediately had to cut ties with that because that can't fly. That just can't fly. I mean, did y'all see the situation at the White House? What was that a day ago, two days ago where, you know, President Trump had, you know, security unleashed tear gas and rubber bullets at people that were peacefully protesting in front of the White House, the White House, excuse me, just so that he could walk down here to this church and, and, and have a photo op in front of a church holding a Bible. And the Bible was he had the Bible backwards. You couldn't even read the words on the front of the Bible because it, it, it was facing him. He's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. And he put all of these people in harm's way. And, you know, I had no idea about these rubber bullets. You know, I've been seeing story stories about these rubber bullets and the fact that these officers, these these people that are deploying these rubber bullets are actually taking headshots. You know, they're not trying to shoot you in the chest or the stomach or the leg or anything. They're actually taking headshots. You know, Dale Murphy, you know, the the, the former all star uh, outfielder right here in the, with the Atlanta Braves, his son was out peacefully protesting the other day and almost lost his eye. There have been several people that have lost their vision because these officers are shooting people in the face with rubber bullets. You know, you've had journalists, reporters, all of these people that have actually been under gunfire. Why? Why are reporters under gunfire in American streets? As if this is Vietnam or some third world country. It's unbelievable the times that we're living in. But ladies and gentlemen, I will say this. I, I will say this is that we've got to be better. We've got to be better. Like if we want people to do right by us. I'm just telling y'all we have to do better going out and doing all this looting and all of that stuff. That is not the way the peaceful protest. Yes. Because what we got to remember is that Atlanta and, you, and and I and I hate to have to invoke the name of Dr. King because as Stephen Gaither of HBCU Game Day said, I know Dr. King is tired of people invoking his name anytime something happens. But this is the the hometown of Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. never did anything violent, right? The only thing like he took ass whippings. Let's be honest, he took ass whippings. For God's sake, he was assassinated, and the man never did anything violent. He never did anything violent. And at the end of the day, he told us what he told the, the, the living back then that he might not live to see us receive our just due, but he knew that we were going to get it. And we ended up getting it, you know, and, and while we have not, it's 2020 and we still feel like people owe us something. And they do. Let's just be honest. They do. They, people, somebody owe us something, like for real, for real, because we still didn't get out 40 acres in the mule. I don't want to hear crap about, oh, man, whatever, man. I need my reparations. Everybody does. And, and that's the thing. Like, we know that we're owed something. And so anytime it, it, the, 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 we get to the tipping point, then it just explodes. So like I say, folks, 
you know, please don't destroy your cities. Don't be, don't go out here looting because you're just giving the police ammo, like literally ammo to be able to do something to cause you harm. We got to be better. We got to be better. You know, go out and, and participate in these peaceful marches, these peaceful rallies, you know, because your voice is being heard. When, when you go out and loot and riot, nobody's voice is being heard. There's no voice being heard at that point. Because at that point, you're committing crimes, felony crimes at that point. Okay? And so uh, that's about it, man. I, that, that's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say. And uh, now we can we can move forward. All right. Coming up on tonight's show, no guests. It's just me, you, 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 and yes, you. Yeah, we just go uh, do what we do tonight. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about... I don't want to say it's the worst kept secret in HBCU sports, but this whole deal with FAMU tomorrow uh, officially voting to leave the MEAC and head to the SWAC, that is a big deal. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. And, what? And you know, there are a lot of dominoes, in my opinion, that, that are going to fall as a result of uh, Florida A&M leaving the MEAC if, if they do so, which I believe that it's a foregone conclusion that they're out of here. A lot of chips going to fall. And so we're going to talk about a lot of chips could fall. And so we're going to talk about all of that coming up in tonight's show. But first, we got to take a look back at 1999 because this is, of course, the, the the kickoff of the celebration of year of the year 1999. It was January 10th that The Sopranos, starring the late, great James Gandolfini, uh, starring as Tony Soprano, debuted on HBO. In music, I Am, the third studio album by Nas was released April 6th of 99 on Columbia Records. And the Slim Shady LP, the major label debut by Eminem, was released February 23rd of 99 by Aftermath Entertainment and Interscope. At the box office, The Woods, starring Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, and Tay Diggs, was released July 16th. And Life, starring Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, hit theaters April 16th. And in sports, 1999 NBA Finals, the San Antonio Spurs defeated the New York Knicks four games to one to win the franchise's first championship. The Spurs also became the first former ABA team to win an NBA title, while the Knicks were the first number eight seed in NBA history to make it to the NBA Finals. So that is a look back at 1999. Coming up on the other side, fam you to the swag. What? We'll talk about that and much more right here on the HBCU Report. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line right now with Ryan Ritter, the head basketball coach of the men's program at Bethune-Cookman University. Uh, you get ready for the MEAC tournament and then the pandemic happens. Uh, how disappointing was it for not only you, but for your kids that you didn't get to participate in any postseason play? You know, that was a really tough day. Uh, we had six seniors that uh, was a really special group. They, they had won a lot of games in the two to three years they've been here. You know, we, we really felt, and I'm sure a lot of teams felt this way, but we really felt like we were playing um, as good a basketball as anybody in our league. You know, we had taken a couple lumps and, and we had kind of gone through a rough patch, but really that last month of the season, those six guys had gelled and, and we, were, we were playing really well. So 
we actually were at pregame meal um, three hours away from game time. We got the word that there was going to be no more conference tournament. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. It's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. It's life or death for me, man. But you know, there's no turning back now. This is what makes me. This is what I am. You can hate me now. Kill B. But I won't stop now. Real niggas. Cause I can't stop now. Brave hearts. You can hate me now. Come on. But I won't stop now. Do it now, do it now, do it now Don't hate me, hate the money I see Clothes that I buy, ice that I wear Flows that I try, close your eyes Picture me rolling, sixes, money falling Bitches, honeys that swollen The riches, knives get in ya Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller Thug narrator, my style's greater Model data, big threat to a lot of you haters Commentators ringside cry Watching my paper, almost a decade Quite impressive, most of the best is in the S's For this rap shit that I stand for Expanding more to the big screen Bill gay dreams But it seems you'd rather see me in jail with state dreams Want me off the scene fast But good things last Like your favorite MC Still making some mean cast First rapper to bring a platinum plaque Back to the projects But you still wanna hate? Be my guest I suggest Money is power, motherfucker I got millions of thumbs on salary Do it now You can hate me now I won't stop But I won't stop now Can't stop Cause I can't stop Clever nigga, nothing to play with. Hate on me, I blew, but I'm the same OG. People warn me when you on top, there's envy. Took my niggas out the hood, but you doubt on us. Saying we left the hood, but can't get it out of us. My bad, should I step on my shoes? Give them to you. Here's my cars and my house, you can live in that too. Criticize when I float for the street. Hate my dress code, Gucci this, Fendi that. What you expect, ho? Nickname Esco. Took this game to its threshold. Best flow, I bet the whole US know. Try to make it like you, the realest. But who the illest think we all know the answer to that? Cause niggas feel us, right? Yes, sir. Classic right there. Nas featuring Diddy. You can hate me now. Boy, 1999, I remember every freaking marching band in the world played this either during halftime or at some point in the stands. And I'm not just talking about HBCUs, but PWIs as well. This song for 1999 was was really that. It, re- it really was. This was a huge song for, for Nas um, featuring Diddy. Well, I guess I should say Nas and Diddy. It was a huge record. Huge record. And this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Tuesday night as we kick off our celebration of 1999. For those of you uh, just tuning into the show or new to the show, I uh, know we did something new tonight. Um, actually joined 
the crew from inside the HBCU Sports Lab, uh, you know, the last 10 minutes of the show. And so we'll be doing that every Tuesday night. I'll join them uh, the last 10 minutes headed into the HBCU report. And as you can tell, new hours. We kicked this thing off at 8.15. Uh, you know, it just kind of made sense. I was talking with Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, and he was like, Rob, you know what? Let's not, let's not try to compete against one another. So, you know, they come on at... Uh, 6 Central which would be 7 Eastern which is of course the time that the HBCU would report the HBCU report would run on Tuesday night and so instead we just back to backing it so shouts out uh, to Dr. Kenyatta Cavill and the crew over there at inside the HBCU Sports Lab alright um, and don't forget you can check the show out 24-7 on demand via Spreaker iHeartRadio the TuneIn Radio app Apple Podcast Spotify and Google Podcast alright so before we went to break I mentioned it, FAMU, Southwestern Athletic Conference. Wow. Tomorrow, uh, the Florida A&M Board of Trustees will vote. They will formally vote on whether or not Florida Agriculture and Mechanics University will put the MEAC on notice that they are headed to the SWAC. Why is this big, ladies and gentlemen? It is big for so many freaking reasons. All right, so what we'll do right now is we'll just we'll just talk about fam you and the swag we won't even talk about the other dominoes right now okay so by fam you coming to the swag what this does is it just completely bolsters the swag roster of 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 football programs just not football but athletic programs i mean you know florida a&m arguably one arguably when i was growing up because I thought I was going to Florida A&M. Fam, you had the best band in the world. I'm sorry. There was no band greater than Florida A&M when I was a kid, when I was in high school, ever. And so I'll just say this. Florida A&M, they're the cream of the crop. I know they had some situations that happened back some years ago with Robert Champion and the whole hazing thing. But let's just be honest. Fam, you, when it comes to marching bands, fam, you is the cream of the crop. I don't, look, I'm a Bama State Hornet for life, Right. And no disrespect to the marching maroon and white of Alabama A and M. No disrespect to the to the uh, to the jukebox. No disrespect to um to the to the crew over at, at at Jackson State, the Sonic Boom. No disrespect to Alcorn, Prairie View, any of Texas Southern, any of these schools in the sweat. Let's just be real. When you talk about the creme de la creme, it's fam you. I mean, let's just be honest. No school has done more inaugurations. No school has traveled the world more yeah all right and then you throw the athletic part on top of it and the academics oh my god yeah the swag is the swag is where it is right and the other part about it and shouts out to hbcu game day they've been all over this thing for like the last two weeks maybe three weeks they've been all over this and so um you know, a lot of the information that I'm getting, I actually uh, read right there on HBCUGameDay.com. Shameless plug, you know, we all in the same game, the HBCU gang, gang, gang. So, you know, I have absolutely no problem with uh, telling y'all guys, man, make sure you check out Stephen Gaither and HBCU Game Day. They do a damn phenomenal job. All right. Um, but for Florida A&M, man, what this does for Florida A&M is that it actually puts them in a better position versus being in the MEAC. Now, I don't know, you know, how many of you are really familiar with these schools that are in the MEAC and where their locations are? All right. So let's look at Kuypen State. Kuypen State is in Baltimore. Delaware State is in Dover, Delaware. 
Hampton, well, Hampton is not even in the conference anymore, so we won't even uh, we won't even talk about them. Howard is in Washington D.C. Morgan State is in Baltimore. No, uh, Norfolk State is in Norfolk, Virginia. A and T is in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. North Carolina Central is in Durham, and uh, South Carolina State is in Orangeburg. And University of Maryland Eastern Shores doesn't have a football program. And so the deal with this and why this works so much better for FAMU is because when you start talking about leaving Tallahassee and driving to Baltimore, driving to Dover, Delaware, driving to D.C., driving to to Virginia, that's a lot of miles, ladies and gentlemen. And while I know y'all like, but it's the swag, but it's the swag. They got to be going even further going to the swag. Nope, they're actually not. They're actually not. Now, based on this, these numbers that I'm seeing from HBCU game day, um, FAMU's MEAC travel is an average of 600, 697 miles away from campus. Okay? 697 miles away from campus. Now, while this number is not going to seem like a... a, a um, a big difference, but trust me, it makes a difference. When you talk about miles away from campus, the furthest point that FAMU would have to leave or somebody would have to travel to FAMU is 500 miles. So you're talking about almost 700 miles versus 500 miles. So when you talk about the miles thing, it works, okay? Uh, when you talk about the athletic budgets, there the FAMU is like right in line with what's going on in the, in the SWAC. Let's talk about the matchups. Right. So FAMU will be in the East. Okay. So they're in the East. They'll be there with Alabama AM, Bama State, Alcorn, and, and the likes. Then you got the, the other matchups that, I mean, would generate hella loot. FAMU Jackson State. That's an instant sellout. FAMU Southern. That is an instant sellout. You know, and so it's a look. It's a great move because outside of Bethune Cookman, FAMU really doesn't have any built-in rivalries that are close. Outside of Bethune Cookman, the next closest MEAC school would be South Carolina State, if I'm not mistaken. Not a whole lot of built-in stuff right there. You know, at least with, with Florida, with Tallahassee being so close to Alabama, you know, it's a two and a half road trip, two and a half hour road trip to Montgomery, right? It's a it's a four hour trip if I'm not mistaken, and maybe four and a half to Huntsville from Tallahassee. Like it like Tallahassee to Mobile is like nowhere, right? So now you got now you got your Gulf Coast Classic where you can throw your fam, you and your Southern in there and get it going, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is um gonna be really interesting and for you know for everything that everybody's saying it's a foregone conclusion that this is gonna happen tomorrow's tomorrow's vote is just a formality from everything that i've heard i've heard that uh charles mccleland the commissioner of the swack he's all on board but it got to be a fam you decision not a swack decision all right all right so coming up on the other side and man i hate the first segment got us all off all off schedule but Uh, Coming up on the other side, the final eight minutes of the show, uh, we're going to talk about some of the other chips that could possibly fall if FAMU indeed joins the SWAC uh, effective 2021 or just with the vote tomorrow. Okay, so we'll talk about uh, some of those other chips that will fall or could fall. Coming up on the other side, this is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. We'll be right back after these words. 
Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Mo Williams, head basketball coach of the Alabama State University men's basketball program. Uh, I know you haven't seen the guys yet, but once you get the guys in, what is it that you know you're going to have to do in order to be able to change the culture, per se? Laying the foundation down on how I operate, how my staff operate. Um, that, that's the culture, you know, and it starts with that. And culture is no different from foundation. Same definition for me. Um, setting the foundation and obviously creating our identity, who we are, who we are. If someone say Alabama State, they're going to have something to say of who we are as a team. Um, teams that don't have an identity usually not pretty good. Um, so you want to develop a culture, develop who you are, develop who you recruit, um, who you attract. Um, that, that, that's important. And, and obviously, the most important thing, and I echo this with everybody I talk to, is getting these kids graduated. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying is also known as a buster Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass So no, I don't want your number, no I don't want to give you mine and no I don't want to meet you nowhere, no I don't want none of your time and no a scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me Hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride Trying to holler at me I don't want no scrub A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me Hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride Trying to holler at me checking me, but his game is kinda weak And I know that he cannot approach me Cause I'm looking like class and he's looking like trash Can't get with a can't be that so
in my horizons. Then it leaves you in a class with scrubs, never rising. I don't find it surprising if you don't have the G's to please me and bounce from here to the coast of overseas. So let me give you something to think about. Inundate your mind with intentions to turn you out. Can't forget to focus on the picture in front of me. Do it clear as DVD on digital TV screens. Satisfy my appetite with something spectacular. Check your vernacular and then I get back to you. With diamond like precision, insatiable is what I envision. Can't detect acquisition from your friend's expedition. Mr. Billy, if you really wanna know, ask Chile. Could I be a silly hoe? Not really T-Bars and all my senioritas. Classic TLC right there with no scrubs. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway uh, celebrating the year 1999 right here all week long on the HBCU Report. Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is live three days a week. So we've changed a little bit. So Tuesday, it's 8.15. We go live at 8.15 on Tuesday night. On Thursday night, we go live at 7 o'clock. And Saturday morning, we go live at 9 a.m. via xsquadradio.com. All right? So make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you're following us on social media at HBCU Report, you'll uh, stay up to date as when the show airs. All right? So there's that. Um, before we went to break, man, we were talking uh, FAMU and and the, I, I'm not going to say the rumors, but uh, we could possibly be having a new member to the SWAC. And of course, you guys know that this show operates on a 100% SWAC bias. I hate to, I hate to say that, but, but it does, you know, and so for FAM to join the fold, oh, this would just be phenomenal. It would just be phenomenal. That would mean that in the next two years, in the next two years, I will be able to no longer even talk about the, the MEAC. I'm joking, but but there's that part, right? So here's what, we, what we're looking at, ladies and gentlemen, all right? And um, this is the third and final segment uh, of the show. Here's what we're looking at with the MEAC. And I love Commissioner Dennis Thomas, Dr. Dennis Thomas, the one of the a good friend of this show. Um, it got to be some trying times for him right now being the commissioner of the MEAC. Like, let's just look at what what has happened recently. Hampton left the MEAC. South Carolina, not South Carolina State, but Savannah State left the MEAC. North Carolina A&T leaves the MEAC effective 2021. So there are three teams right there. Now you're talking about Florida A&M leaving to join the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Okay. So now what you end up with is seven teams. Seven teams in the MEAC if FAM does indeed leave. You need six in order to be a, a, a conference, right? But here are a couple of things that could happen. And coming up on Thursday show, we're scheduled to talk with BJ Jones, who is the HBCU football guru for HBCUGameDay.com. And so we'll talk to him more about this uh, coming up Thursday night. But when you start talking about the MEAC and the MEAC needs, should fam you leave? Let's just go ahead and say fam's gone, right? Now we're talking about some immediate needs. You you need something to replace what you're losing. You're losing Florida A&M. You're losing North Carolina A&T. You've already lost Hampton, okay? So when you start looking around the region, the, the, the next region, if you're the MEAC, that you could pilfer from would have to be the CIAA, okay? Norfolk State. If Virginia State was to join the MEAC, Norfolk State would have that built-in rivalry with Virginia State, which would 
which would be really, really big for the MEAC. Also, Bowie State, who are the back-to-back football champions in the CIAA, if they were to join the MEAC, then that will put them into a, a built-in situation with Morgan because both of them are right there in the same area, okay? Then you talk about Winston-Salem State University, North Carolina A&T, another great situation. Not sure if that's going to happen, if, if Virginia State, Bowie, or Winston-Salem are, have even been, ta- been approached by the MEAC. I talked to somebody that I know really well in the CIAA and he said that he had no knowledge as to whether or not the MEA could actually uh, reached out to any of the programs, any of the institutions. And so I guess we'll find out more about that as these chips start to fall. But I think that the biggest chip, well, the biggest chip that we have to look at is the Celebration Bowl, right? Now we know that the Celebration Bowl is an ESPN, ABC, Disney event, right? where the, the winner of the SWAC takes on the winner of the MEAC. Now, if FAM leaves and nobody from the CIAA comes over, somebody else in the MEAC is going to say, you know what, we got to go. We got to go. And somebody, it might be two schools to say, yeah, we got to go. What happens then? What happens then if, I mean, because you just got to, you, you got to be honest. What happens if we wake up one morning and there is no MEAC? Five schools and only five schools remaining. Then what are we going to do? I know, right? So you have to think about it from, from that perspective is that th- like that is the biggest chip, right? Because we know that that actually came in and breathed new life into uh, HBCU football, the Celebration Bowl that is. Well, how about South Carolina State and Bethune-Cookman? You, you take FAMU out of uh, the MEAC, Bethune-Cookman, what do they do? Do they go to the CIAA? Do they go to the SIAC? I mean, what do they do? I have no, I, I mean, the God honest truth is I have no idea. I know they're in financial straits right now. They they need money. They're having situations down there in Bethune equipment. So I'm not really sure if a move down to D2 is what they need to do or maybe follow fam health. I don't know. But the 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 school that I am most concerned about when we talk about all of this possible realignment and the conferences and all of that kind of stuff, his buddy Pew and those South Carolina State University Bulldogs, because here's the situation. South Carolina State University has been in a financial situation for four, five, six years. And the thing about it is, is that for South Carolina State, they find themselves in a really unique position because while they're in like CIAA territory. It's also SIAC territory if they decided to go down to Division Two. Because what you have is Allen University is right there in Columbia. You have Benedict College, which is right there in Columbia. You've got Claflin University, which is right next door to South Carolina State. Now, they don't have football, but they have basketball. And you have all of these schools in Georgia, uh, uh, Savannah State, Fort Valley, Albany State, the schools in the AU Center. You have all of these schools that are right in close proximity to Orangeburg, South Carolina. Should South Carolina State decide to uh, take their talents elsewhere? Uh, and, you know, the SIAC would be a good, good, I mean, really good. I hate to sound like Donald Trump, but a really good. It would be a, a, a really good move for them, in my opinion, if they had to make a move. I, I don't think I would really go to the CIAA. I think I would, if it were me, and I know that. 
you know, it's going to cost you some scholarships and all of that stuff to, to go down from uh, the FCS level down to the Division II level. But those football teams that Buddy Pugh has been fielding, man, in the in the SIAC, oh, hell, they the champs. They the champs. And so it's going to be very interesting uh, to see. And And by Thursday night, by the time we come on Thursday night, there will be so much information that it that it won't be enough time for me to regurgitate it all. All right. So are all hearts and minds clear, ladies and gentlemen? All hearts and minds clear? Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, that'll do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is here three days a week, Tuesday at 8.15, Thursday at 7.00, and nine and Saturday morning at nine o'clock via xquadradio.com. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, our official content partner. And uh, make sure you follow us on social media at HBCU Report, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, don't forget Thursday night, we are scheduled to be joined by BJ Jones, uh, football insider for HBCU Game Day. And we're going to, man, we're going to run the gamut on this thing. All of that and more happens Thursday night. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that tomorrow is not promised, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Gone. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.